Today's episode is brought to you by MyBookie. Trust me, guys, you are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Not to mention, they have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code SAL. Hey, that's me. When creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code SAL when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. And we're also brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you are all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, and we are back. 30 weeks without football. Our nightmare has come to an end. We did it. Tate, not only that, Master Tate Frazier is working the board. He's the CEO of this podcast. Big news is Carolina Tar Heels pushed this week. (laughs) They lost by seven. They were getting seven. Who'd they even play? Cal? Cal. Yeah, Berkeley. The other the other smart people oh, at a public university. That's exciting. Yeah, it's very good. We, an onside kick, once again, called back against Larry Fedora and the Tar Heels. Is that what happened? Uh, it's just history. just keeps happening over and over again. People remember the Clemson game. <laughs> Harry, you remember. <laughs> you can't be, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can't be, you can't be uh, upset with a push. But listen, you brought Harry in. Let's do it. Let's talk to the Wizards of Wagering, my gurus of gambling, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, buddy. What's going on, buddy? Can you imagine 30 weeks we got through it? I want, I want to thank, I want to thank, well, first of all, I want to thank the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, for helping us get through this. I want to thank, this is where you would play music, Tate. I don't know. Perfect. Yeah, just it's like, playing right now. <laughs> you, got, okay. you can oh, hear it. Oh, oh yeah, I do hear through. it. I do yes. hear it. Uh, Winter Olympics. What else do we have? The World Cup. World um, Cup. World Cup. What? We had WNBA playoffs. We'll we'll discuss that in a little bit. There was something else. What else got us there? A lot of golf. So much golf we were betting, and that's not to say we made a dime off of anything, but it got us through the thirty weeks, right, brother Bry? Uh, thank God, thank God. I mean, the last two weeks, two weeks we've had college, so that, that's that's good enough for me right now. But. Uh, so happy. I'm That's so happy. right. I don't know what to do with myself. I know we're here. And Harry, uh, WNBA, you really uh, you ended up probably like three and sixteen, right? When it was like one and fifteen for a while. Oh, I think we're. I think about four and twenty-one. Really? I don't think that's done. You, yeah, it's bad. You had a golfer. Right? I'll tell you what. Go ahead. Watching watching that game last night, rooting for the Mercury. Uh, me and Brian Brian O'Brien has the storm to win the uh, championship and. Uh, and everything, but uh, that last eight minutes, me and Brian were talking about earlier today, it was better than anything in the NBA playoffs had to offer at all. Everyone's making every oh, shot. There were like eight of nine three-pointers made in a row. There was no drama in the NBA playoffs. It was boring. Uh, maybe just that one time with J.R. Smith not calling the timeout, that was the one drama-filled bit of the NBA playoffs. But besides that, it was boring. Last night, Brian, that game was great. No, it was great. I, we were talking about it, but I didn't say it was better than anything in the NBA. I just I listened, I listened to what you had to say. <laughs> Parlay kid, set these guys straight. It's football season, right? You're coaching. You're you're oh. running around. We're betting. This is going to be great. 
Absolutely, Sal. Uh, hopefully, when is this WNBA season over? Because the texts have to stop, Sal. They keep coming. It's too much. Keep coming. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. but let's face it, it is great. Uh, with these, you know, these uh, videos and pictures of Harry and the WNBA, uh, they should anoint him as their number uh, number one fan. Oh, really. for sure, yeah. for sure. A- go to AO AO Harry. Although, actually, Parley Kid, you're the one who's tweeting these, right? Yeah, at the Chalk Talker, you could see some uh, couple, you know, couple things. I was hoping Harry would provide me with some more video last night of uh-huh. of him, but uh, he came up a little short. I think if the Mercury had won. We, we would have had some good footage. I think um, he, he did the right thing. I think we had seen enough. That last picture. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tate, you saw that, right? Yeah. That, was, right. that was me undies nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> All right. So listen, here's what happened. Uh, last week, you guys were supposed to come on. We were going to do, um, we do over-unders for all the teams. I misunderstood what uh, Bill Simmons proposed. We did a home-and-home. Home. I think when he goes to my home uh, – He's part of the crew, which is me, Tate, the degenerate trifecta. But, no, that wasn't part of the home and home. That was going to be uh, too complicated. So, anyway, we got that done. But you guys are bursting at the seams. You have a lot of props. You have a lot of team futures. You have a lot of player futures. Let's just go through a bunch of these and uh, see where you guys stand. Starting with you, Brother Bry, what's your first one with NFL team losses by any team? Which is, which is, what's the number there? Yeah, so I love the over 13.5 losses by any team at minus 200. Look, I know it sounds crazy, right? Uh, it, it doesn't seem like it's, it's that likely to happen, but just hear me out on this one. So in the last 14 years, only once in 2015 did a team not finish 2-14 and 14 or worse. And in those 14 years, 20 times a team finished 2-14 and 14 or worse. Wow. But, I mean, that's ridiculous, right? So only once in the last 14 years. You, you, I think in 2015 yeah. the worst record was four and 12, but just once, and then you're getting minus 200. So I think you have some good candidates this year. I mean, Buffalo is a chance. I mean, you're always Cleveland always has a chance. Miami, who knows? Maybe the Raiders, the Bucks, definitely. All you need is a QB to get hurt. Arizona, and another yeah. team you can add to this list early mm-hmm. on in the season. But I, I just, I just love that. I mean, the odds are in our favor. I mean. 20 teams in the last 14 years have finished 14 or worse. And it's minus 200. It's a little, a little, little uh, pricey. But I, I do like it. I, I, listen, every year there's a team that's 0-11, and, and, and they list odds for you know winless seasons. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, it's almost always the Browns. But you know this year it might not be. But I do think we're going to get a shot at that. 0-11, and, and then a team wins two out of their last four or something. What do you think, Tate? Is there a real stinker in the bunch this week? This year, I'm, I I do like that a lot, but I, I was just going through it. Obviously, the Browns were the team last year that really saved uh, everyone on this bet. If if this was the same line, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what team it is. I mean, I guess Arizona's a team, Miami's a team to watch out for, but uh, the Buccaneers might be the sneaky team. Um, yeah. to, to actually do that, if Fitzpatrick is really bad and Jameis doesn't come back, so I don't know. I like it, brother Bry. I like it. Very surprised if that team's not 0 4, that Tampa team. Yeah, before Jameis comes back, and it won't even matter. Um. All right, Parlay Kid, let's go to you. The Chiefs over-under is 8.5. I think I know which way you're leaning, um, mostly because you emailed it to me and I wrote it down. But uh, <laughs> which way are you going here? So I'm really big on the Chiefs this year. Plus 110, over 8.5 wins. Um, you, know, so you had a chance to meet uh, Mahomes, the new quarterback there. Yeah. And I had a chance to watch you meet Mahomes and – there was something about that kid. I, I think this kid's an upgrade over uh, Alex Smith. Big-time arm. 
I know Harry's not a fan of uh, Andy Reid. He calls him the uh, big tomato, right, Harry? Yeah. Uh, but he has won 53 games in his five years with the Chiefs. He's never won less than nine. Uh, to me, Ty- Tyreek Hill is ready for a big-time year. The strength of schedule ranks close to the bottom third of the league. And if they can survive their first six games, go three and three, I won't even list those games, but kind of difficult. But if they can manage a three and three record, they're, they're after their first six games, seven, eight, nine, and ten, home versus Bengals, home versus Broncos, on the road versus the Browns, and home versus the Cardinals, mm-hmm. I think they win all four of those. And then you're up to seven, and now you've got to win two out of your last six games. I, I think this eight and a half is, is, uh, is good money, especially because you're getting plus money here, plus 110. Yeah. Over eight and a half wins. Uh, I really like the Chiefs with that. I like the Chiefs a lot, too. I think they're plus 325 to win the West. Uh, are they 10 to 1 to win the conference or something? Well, 10 or 14. I think they were 10 to 1. Listen, Pat Mahomes threw a ball 70 yards in the air, gone for a touchdown in preseason. That was not a video game you were watching. That was real. I think it's going to happen all year. Lots of weapons, like you said. Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey. I, I think it's going to be a show they're going to put on, and they're going to be yeah. in it. Final four for sure, I think, in the AFC. Tate, do you like that one? Yeah, and they got Sammy Watkins too. Oh which yeah, is, uh, the sixteen million dollar man. So Don't we'll forget, see absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. If, and Kareem Hunt, you know, I mean, yep. I think that's a guy to really rely on. We've seen him do it before, so I like it, Parley Kid. I like it. All right, Harry. Right. Harry, you picking on the Jets this year? Their over under is six. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna continue. I already have. I've already ripped bowls. I'm gonna go under six at minus one thirty. Look, the Jets are five and eleven the past two seasons. Uh, like I said, Bowles is a defensive guy. But yet the Jets were 25th overall on defense last year. Um, out of the AFC East, the Jets have tough games. They got to play Jacksonville, Minnesota, Green Bay, and now they got even got to play a much better Bears team with Khalil Mack. Uh, obviously, it boils down to quarterbacking for New York. Uh, getting rid of Bridgewater was a mistake. He knows how to manage games and do it well. But the Jets have uh, basically thrown all their eggs in one basket with the Sam Darnold. Uh, we will see what he's made of as the Jets play their first three games in 11 days. And again, uh, I know I've said it in the past uh, shows, but I think Darnold is beyond overrated and straight up not going to be good. Uh, I'll sum it up uh, what I feel about Darnold uh, and others should as well with three numbers. First, 21. He's 21 years old. He's starting in the NFL. Uh Number two, the number is 24. He has played a total of 24 games in college ball at USC. And third and most important, in those 24 games, the number? Darren, you want to guess? Parley Kid, you want to guess in, how, in 24 games at USC, how many turnovers he had? Any guess? Uh, 22. Sal, want to guess? Well, it's got to be more than that. Uh, tw- 28. 36 turnovers. Wow. wow. 36. Mm. This guy's starting in the NFL. <laughs> He's so mad. Forget man. about it. Under six. Jets tank again, and Bowles is gone. All right. Wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's depressing. Uh, you know, I would. I think I went over six. I think I leaned over six with the Jets. I'm, that's a compelling case, though, Harry. I will say, I just want to find someone else in the AFC East. I can't take the Bills because I think they're going to be crap. I think they're the team that Brother Bry's looking for for a 14-loss team. Uh and I can't take the Dolphins because I always take the Dolphins, and they're terrible. And I think their secondary is going to be really bad this year. And year seven of the Tannehill uh, ex- experiment uh, is not going to be fruitful. 
I don't know. So I was looking at the Jets as a seven, God forbid, eight-win team. But you're right. And Darnold, I said this on Simmons' podcast, Darnold, Garoppolo, uh, Mahomes, you know, two of those three, all three of them might be good, but their interception totals are all around 12.5, Harry, you must like Darnold over 13.5 interceptions, right? Of course, I, I do, just like I did the Carson Palmer uh, over-under last year. But the only problem is if he's real bad right. and gets yanked, or, you know, then you lose that. Right. All right, Brother Bry. If they go to, if they go to, if they go to Josh McCown. Yeah. Uh, Brother Bry, uh, Harry mentioned Khalil Mack. We, we should have brought this up, but you're a big Raiders fan. Uh, uh, pour, so pour one out for I'm Brother still, Bry. I'm so sorry about I'm that. I'm still so upset. I have uh, Khalil Mack, you know, my jersey. I have a Khalil Mack. Uh, I didn't realize it was a Khalil Mack hat that I bought uh, for the mm. Raiders a long time ago. But, jeez, uh, i got to buy some new gear. But I'm so upset. Uh, to me, you know, to me, I just, uh, at this point, I don't really know what Gruden's doing. But uh, especially, you know, you, you trade your draft pick for Bryant, then you release him. It's just, I don't know, it's just one big mess at this point. I'm, I'm not a happy Raiders fan. Tate, uh, you're on with Lombardi. Lombardi broke down this trade pretty thoroughly. Was there anything, any message of support you could send Brother Bry's way about this trade? I think they're playing for the future, right? So that's exciting. At least you have something to look forward to. I yeah. don't know. They're uh, 31 new players from last year mm-hmm. uh, on the 53-man roster, so it's a totally new team. Um, I think it's just more so that Gruden is now becoming everything for the Raiders. That's what Lombardi kept saying, that Gruden is making all the decisions. We all know that. So uh, he's got to live and die with that. But he also has a 10-year contract. So yeah. I'm sorry, Brother Bray. Yeah, he's got to make yeah, it Yeah, no, my problem is, though, he's, just, he's always playing the veterans anyway. So oh, of course. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, who's the Tampa back they got who, like, averages under three yards a carry? Doug Martin. Doug Martin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Doug Martin, yeah. Well, that's the, pro- that's the problem I have with the trade. Like, you, you can't tra- play Mac, but you can, you can pay Cook, you can pay Martin. You can play the – you're just wasting money on those guys. I mean, you're throwing away, like, you know, $15, $20 million on, on dog shit. Right. That's right. All right. Um, don't talk about dog shit. That's <laughs> Harry's profession. He does it. He does it well. <laughs> he picks it up. Low, low. Gets away with it. All right. We're Brother Brian. Oh, dog oh. custodian. <laughs> dog custodian. Brother Brian, no quarterback will have 22 or more interceptions. You're going. Yeah, so I like that one. Yeah, yeah. will any QB throw 22 or more interceptions? Minus 130, so I'm taking the no. So in the last four years, only one QB, the great Deshaun Kaiser, has thrown for 22 interceptions. Mm-hmm. And it's only, it, it hasn't happened in four out of the last six years. So it's a combination. You've had better quarterback play. The offenses really don't take a ton of shots nowadays. It seems like everything is very short, a lot of ball control. Then you have to look at the QBs. I mean, essentially, you look at the QBs, who could possibly throw that many, and who's going to be allowed to throw that many. So that's a, that's a big question, right? So the only ones that I think actually have a realistic shot of this, obviously Darnold, because they're likely going to let him play. If he's really bad, they can put him account. A guy like Bortles has a shot always. Watson, maybe Mahomes, Rivers, Manning, Trubisky. Those are the guys I thought because any of the other guys, like if Flacco has a bad couple of games, Lamar Jackson will be in. Uh, it's just it, you have to look at the backups too. So I don't think there's a ton of guys that can go 22 or more. So I, I, I like the no in this one. Eli could do it. Eli, he has it in him. Pat Shermer, let, let him let it He's fly done it a little. Before. Done twice before, right? I'm like 27 and 13. Yeah, yeah. And 25 in 2010. But you're right. The circumstances kind of have to be perfect for a player to have over 22 interceptions. It's not, it's not really like that anymore. You're going to get yanked. 
you're not going to play more than 10 games. It feels like Darnold could be that guy, though. You if think the, so? If there was a guy out there, Harry, Sam Darnold could do it. Right. <laughs> Harry Bettman. But, but a 21, if he, if he is, yeah. he's going to get ganked. Yeah. He'll yeah. have more fumbles than interceptions. Yeah, he's probably. a big fumbler. Yeah. I'd like to look for that. Yeah. I'd like to find that stat. Um, Harry, back to you for a minute. The Vikings to win the NFC North? You're doing that, huh? Yeah, at uh, plus 125. Uh, obviously, they went to the NFC Championship game last year. They won the division by four games. Uh, Minnesota's defense yielded the least amount of points last season and have ridiculous defense again, led by uh, Kendricks, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith. Uh, and they picked up safety George Iloka from Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. Offensively, they actually got an upgrade in quarterback with Cousins from Washington over Keenum. Uh, Dalvin Cook is back and healthy. Receiver-wise, Diggs, Thielen, and uh, Rudolph could be the best trio in football. They really don't have many weaknesses. Uh, the Bears, I mean, are going to be okay, could finish third. They were in a lot of close games last year that they lost. Uh, the Lions uh, with Stafford, as long as, as soon as, until they get some sort of running game, they're really not a threat, and uh, Green Bay is suspect on defense. I look for Minnesota to probably have anywhere from 11 to 13 wins, and they win the division again. Yeah, I like them too. I like all that. And my Super Bowl was Viking Steelers, uh, and you can grab that at 35 to one if you like the matchup right there. Parlay kid, you like something similar to that, right? Very similar, Sal. Um, I'm I'm on the Steelers too, Sal. I got them in a lot of things. Uh, you know, I think you know. Obviously, the AFC to me is just not nearly as competitive as the NFC. Uh, I think really it's a it's a couple team race there, and you got to throw the Patriots in there again. But if you look at the offenses, Sal, I think the the, the Steelers, as long as Le'Veon Bell can get himself together and he gets there uh, eventually within the first maybe hopefully within the first couple weeks here, uh, and maybe that might help them in the long run. He might be fresher towards the end of the season, but. Their offense, the Steelers' offense, to me, is much more explosive than the Patriots' offense at mm-hmm. this time. Right. And then, Sal, and now, Sal, by the way, the line has changed. My matchup, the Steelers-Rams Super Bowl matchup, is now also 35-1. to 1. Wow. Maybe with the fact that Bell is, um, right. I think originally earlier in the week it was 30-1. to 1. It is now 35-1. to 1. And, Sal, to me, like the way you feel about the Vikings, that's how I kind of feel about the Rams. I was... The Rams blew me away last year, Sal. I found them fun to watch, yeah. super entertaining, dynamic young coach. Goff was much better than I could have expected. Mm-hmm. They added Cooks on the offense. They've only gotten better. Uh, their defense is already top-notch. Uh, what is there really not to like about that? So Steelers-Rams at 35-1 to Super Bowl matchup. Hmm, I yeah. kinda, I, I, yeah, I'm really good. on that. I really like that. It's good. I, I think people are down on the AFC. Probably the five and six seed is not going to uh, knock your socks off. But I think oh. the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Patriots, and, you know, the Chargers, let's not forget the Chargers. I think the Chargers those, you could throw in there, too. Those yeah. four teams could be very exciting to watch, right, Tate? Are people down on the AFC for no reason? Uh, I mean, I think there's reason because they look at the Dolphins and the Bills and yeah. they let that blind them. But, yeah, I mean, uh, th- those teams are great. I mean, and I was just thinking in my head, Gurley versus Le'Veon Bell in the Super Bowl would be great for running backs, mm-hmm. you know, just to see those two guys go at it. So yeah. that'd be that, fun. That'd but, be good. But uh, when we talk about the AFC, too, Really, those teams you just mentioned—the Patriots, the Seals, the Chiefs—it's the same teams, you know. You know, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's really the same teams year in and year out. 
I think people get a little, little, you know, a little bored of that. And the NFC is always a team that comes out of nowhere, kind of surprises well, you. Well, the, the Jag- like the Rams the, last year. The Jaguars were a couple plays away from making it to the Super Bowl, but they're just yeah. not. They're just you know, no, no one's excited to watch them unless you live in no, the greater right. Florida area, you know. But um, I have something interesting here. I brought this up on uh, Simmons' podcast. Uh, this is a crazy, I, I, and I might do something insane with this one. Um, <laughs> no team will win a division with under eight and a half wins. Now it's minus. No, I love that. I mentioned that to Brian and Harry. Oh my God. A week or two ago, I love that it's one. Minus yes. two. What's, what's the money on that? It's minus two fifty. But Harry, you can't afford not to bet that. That's what I'm telling you right now. It's not going to happen. When, when, was the last, when was the last time that did? Was it Seattle, maybe? I think. Yeah, no, Hold on. Wasn't it your team, Tate? What, yeah, the, I think they were like 7, 8, and 1. Right? Yeah, 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 that's right. With the tie, that's right. All yeah. right. Yeah, okay. The tie could screw you up a little bit. Um, but I don't think. I don't know. I, what, what division screws you there? What are you most afraid of there, Harry? Most afraid of? Yeah, which division would screw that up? Who's going 8 and 8? Nobody, uh, right? Like AFC right. South? Hmm? Yeah, it's probably, AFC yeah. South. Yeah, if it's going to be anybody, it would probably have to be that, the AFC South. Let's just because the teams are all very close. What if the Eagles suffer an injury and they have to win the division yeah. at 8-8 eight eight or something like that? That 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 I could see. Yeah. But but it also does seem like something you could hedge, which we never would if we got to that spot. But, um Tate, you don't see another 7-8-1 and one out of the Panthers, do you? No, not at all. I think the NFC South is going to be pretty exciting. I think all those teams are going to be within the 10-11 yeah. win range. Uh, maybe one of them you know, goes like 13-14 range. But uh, all those teams are really good. The Falcons, I think the Falcons might shock some people in that first game with the Eagles having all the injuries that they have. Yeah. And then people will be really high on the NFC South. Yeah, I love the Falcons. All right, uh, player futures coming up, but let's take a quick break. You know, people always ask me for advice. I know it's hard to believe, but usually it's what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. Don't tell anybody. But if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Not to mention, they have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Plus, for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So lay down some cash and win big today. You win, they pay. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code SAL, that's SAL, when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code SAL when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, you know what's not smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resumes. No more waiting for the right candidates to apply. It's no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the United States. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com odds. That's ZipRecruiter.com odds. 
ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You know, for over 20 years, DirecTV has been the exclusive home to NFL Sunday Ticket, the only way to get every live game every Sunday. Good news, NFL fans. DirecTV has expanded the service. If you live in an apartment or area where DirecTV service is not available, you can now get NFL Sunday Ticket without a satellite. And to see if you're eligible, go online to NFLSundayTicket.tv and stream every NFL Sunday Ticket game this season to follow your favorite team no matter where you live. Use promo code RINGER at checkout to save 15%. Exclusive student discounts also available. All right, we're back. Cousin Sal, Master Tate Frazier, my degenerate trifecta. We just went through Team Futures. Brother Bry, Parlay Kid, and Harry gave us their best. A lot of money to be won in those last 20 minutes. Take a listen back. Listen over and over again. Now we're going to individual player futures. Harry... I know you need to crap on the Dallas Cowboys, so I'll give you a shot here. Ezekiel Elliott, over under 1,450 and a half rushing yards. Which way are you going? Well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm going with the under. Um, look, this seems laughable and almost too easy. When Elliott did run for over 1,600 yards two years ago, he averaged 5.1 yards per carry, and Dak Prescott had 68% completion percentage. It was only sacked 25 times. Last year, Elliott's average dropped a full yard, and Dak's percentage went to 62 and was sacked 32 times. This season, Dallas has no one on offense to catch the ball to offset the running game. Dallas lost their best receiver, Dez, who had 300 yards more than the next best receiver and lost Hall of Famer t- tight end uh, Witten as well. This is going to be a long season for Dallas and Elliott in the running game. The Cowboys receiving core is a joke. Who scares you out there on that team? I don't see the ball. You do. Yeah. Nobody. Defense can focus on Elliott first and second down. They can stack the box. If he even lasts the season from all the beating up he's going to take, I'll give him 1,200 yards on the ground at best. Under 1,450 and a half yards, steal. All right. I I hope you're wrong because I bet $52 or bid $52 on him last night in a fantasy draft. I just got stuck. I I wanted an elite back. I didn't even go into it wanting him, but they were kind of all gone, and I just needed that. But plus, plus he jinxed jinxed already because in our fantasy league, Frank took him. uh, The Frank we talked about who messed up everything took Elliott with the number one pick. Right, he took him with the number one pick. But what I want to focus on, Harry, you say this is laughable. You say this is too easy. You're gonna bet no more than like twenty dollars on this, and it'll be and it'll, it'll be in a nine-team parlay or nine-prop parlay, right? <laughs> Who are we kidding here? It'll That's be right. a little more. Now listen, uh, I, I've. <laughs> you want to drag yeah, poor Tate what? into this other this crazy uh, pool, this other thing? But l- let's see how much you okay, bet against well, Elliot. Let's roll. All right. I don't know. We'll see. Parlay kid, I'll go to you. Uh, you have something else with Bosa sacks, uh, but. You're the one who cashed in on Dak's rushing touchdowns, right, last year? What was it, no, Brian? That was Brian. That was Brother oh, Brian last year. Yeah, yeah, I had that. Brian, what was it, three and yeah. a half or two and a half? Yeah, it was only three and a half. And, and he had he had, uh, he had four pretty quickly, I think. That yeah, he ended up with more than, uh, yeah. And now it's four this year. I still go over. I think they're going to have trouble. I'm, I agree with Harry, unfortunately. Uh, no one's afraid of Jeff Swaim. Um, it, it, it's going to be trouble yeah. offensively moving that ball. But uh, Dak does seem to find the end zone with his feet, and uh, I think over four is a, is a good bet again. Um, Parley Kid, Bosa, 
That's Joey, right? <laughs> Not Nick? Yeah. All right. You like him to win the sack title? Yeah, I like him out of the sacks leader size, 10 to 1. Uh, you know, he's also listed as a defensive MVP at 8 to 1. So, right. kind of interesting there. And I think the only way he wins the defensive MVP award is if he's the sacks leader. So, you take him at 10 to 1 there. Uh, last year, 12 and a half sacks, 23 sacks, and 28 career games. Pretty good. He was actually the fastest player to ever reach 20 sacks. He's got Ingram on the other side. They've upgraded the charges with the with the, the drafting of of Derwin James in the secondary. It's going to be a huge help. And the charges themselves just being um, uh, to me, uh, as we just talked about a moment ago. Uh, I'm not saying, saying they're. I think they're going to. I'm not sure how much improved they are, but I just think they're on the right course to have a very good year this year. Uh, you know, they win ten or eleven games, and Bosa's nailing down seventeen sacks this year. Ten to one. Uh, sacks leader. Most sacks. Tate, um, Bosa, Von Miller, Donald, um, Mac. Is it, it's one of those four? I I mean, yeah, I think it's one of those guys. I mean, Floyd, Leonard Floyd is a guy I would watch out for oh, right, uh, in right, Chicago. Right. If they stack up on one side against Mac, a lot of teams will do that, uh, and he might just get right. the tee off. And Robert Quinn's another guy in Miami. They might be really bad, and he gets a lot of, a lot of easy sacks down there. But, yeah, all those guys. I like Bosa a lot, though, just because of uh, Ingram will help him out there, and you know he's already shown he can do it. So yeah, the, the guy's got a relentless motor. You know, he's yep. one of these guys who just plays balls yeah. to the wall all the time. And uh, you know, I think he's right in that prime. His third year now, I think he's ready to roll. All right. Speaking of balls to the wall, brother Bry, <laughs> Michael Thomas. I like him too. Most receiving yards. What is it? Sixteen to one. Eighteen to one. Yes, I like Michael Thomas, most receiving yards at 16-1. You may be able to get him maybe a little bit higher, maybe 18-1, to 20-1 on another side if you shop around. But I feel like there's only a few wide receivers who have a shot at this. You have Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Beckham, Thielen, maybe Hilton, maybe Diggs. But I think, to me, Thomas has the best value. He was ninth in receiving as a rookie and sixth last year with 1,245 yards, and he was also sixth in target. But – you know, the thing with the Breeze in New Orleans is he's really the only legitimate wide receiver, but, but no offense to Ted Ginn, but you should see those targets go up, and he should probably approach, like, between 1,400 and 1,500 yards, and I think at that point in time it's definitely worth the 16-1 odds. And I mean, he, he was just a, a beast last year. I love Thomas, and I, I love that offense and everything about it. I, I'm surprised you didn't add DeAndre Hopkins in there. I like him at plus 850. I think he had almost 1,400 yards uh, last year, and he, he, he might be in a dynamite situation with, uh, with Deshaun Watson. But uh, Parlay Kid, I think you're going to make Tate, uh, Master Tate happy right now with your next pick. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to take Cam Newton over 3,400 yards passing at uh, minus 115. Let's face it, statistically speaking, the last couple years for Cam have been so-so at best. Passer ratings of 80.7 and 75.8 the last two years. By the way, Romo never was below 90. (laughs) I'm just saying, uh, just to show you where Newton has been at the last few years. But even so, and I think this is where they obviously come up with the number, he has averaged basically 3,400 yards over the last two years passing. Okay, but Cam seems to have a little chip on his shoulder. You saw that little showdown with Kelvin Benjamin, who, by the way, was probably one of the reasons why Cam's passing numbers were low, because he sucks. Uh, but Devin Funches, 
right? He does, let's face it. And Funchess, listen, Funchess is, a, I think, a big target, an improving receiver. DJ Moore, solid draft pick, young, speed, dynamic. Greg Olson, still a veteran tight end. Look, in the one playoff game when he came back and played, he had eight catches for 105 yards. Cam Newton loves him. And mm-hmm. our friend Matthew Berry is insisting yeah. that McCaffrey is supposed to be unleashed this year uh, in that offense as not only a run guy, but as a catch guy. Um, plus, here's the bonus, as we said. If he doesn't throw for over 3,400 yards, Tate's got to admit on the show that Cam Newton sucks. So Tate, <laughs> Cam Newton, minus 115 to throw for over 3,400 yards. That's not a bad deal, Master Tate. And, and considering um, Bill Simmons threatened to eat a testicle, I don't know, yeah. human or otherwise, <laughs> if the Raiders made the playoffs. Mm. And now that's the only thing the world is rooting for this yes. football season. Yes, right? we got to see that live on the air. Uh, um, what, yeah. what about Parlay Kid's ca- uh, characterization of this uh, Panthers offense? Uh, yeah, I, I think Cam has been in love with North Turner, which was everyone was concerned that might be a problem yep. just because it was like an old established you know, OC coming in there. But Cam's been great. Uh, the offense looks great. Curtis Samuel is the guy that uh, – I think McCaffrey will yeah. obviously get a lot of looks, but I think Samuel will have a big year. He's actually going to miss the first game because of uh, some sort of sickness, but I, I think their offense will be a lot better. Funches is a good leader of that room, and uh, Cam seems a lot happier without Kelvin, so it's all good things. Yep. What about DJ Moore? I spent two bucks on him last night in our auction draft. I I yeah. wanted I wanted DJ Moore because he reminded me of Steve Smith, and I think that's what Cam needs. He needs a possession guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of you know Panthers fans will complain if he doesn't have a good year, and Ridley has a good year. They should have taken Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think DJ will be good. Which Steve Smith? The third, the second, the, which one? Which one? I don't even know what you're talking. Yeah, about. not the New York Giants Steve Smith. The the real Steve Smith. The ice up, Steve Smith. Parlay kid, I had this one starred. Cam over twenty one and a half touchdown passes. I like mm. that, and I like yeah. McCaffrey over eight. Rushing, receiving, and return—you count return touchdowns in there. That's too. a good one. If you're getting all of those, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, moving on. Uh, back to you, brother Bry. Lamar Jackson. Are we going to see him on the field this year? Yes, I think we will. So I have Lamar Jackson to make a start minus one fifty-five. So that's only one start, right? Mm-hmm. Look, Flacco. This is likely Flacco's last season with the Ravens. He's got a lot of pressure on him to produce. If he's not, if he's not producing early in some of these games, you're going to see. Lamar Jackson early. I mean, I actually think probably the Ravens will be okay, but there's there's a few different ways that he sees the field at least once, right? So they could be eliminated from, from the playoffs late in the season. He could be in Week 17. They could have clinched a playoff spot in Week 17 by week before Week 17, and he's playing Week 17. All you need is one Flacco concussion. Yeah. You know, he's had back problems in the past. I mean, he's been durable, but he's had other issues. So I think as soon as there are any negative, negative things going on with Flacco, people are going to be calling for Jackson to start. They want to see the young, exciting guy. And if you're a little bit, if you're a little bit more risky, another one I saw was that Lamar Jackson will have more starts than Flacco this year, fifteen to one odds. Wow, fifteen to one. So that's that's not bad either. Just again, in case just an injury in the first eight games, or they just start off like two and six. I mean, it's probably unlikely in, in two and six, but. Injuries happen all the time. Jeez, so fifteen to one odds is great. Yeah, but minus one fifty-five for one start. I like it too. I think the easiest way to get that one start is to get that week seventeen when everyone's sitting. But unfortunately, I think the Ravens are going to need that unless, unless they're like six and nine or something, and then they're out of it. Like that. That might be the best way to 
to approach this. Um, Harry, I should have gone to you earlier when Brian was talking about Michael Thomas. You're right there too, right, with him? Yeah, I like uh, I like him to go over twelve hundred and twelve hundred point five yards at minus one fifteen receiving yards. Um, look, he he uh, he was big time in the playoff game, scoring two touchdowns against the, in that loss to the Vikings. So he's very durable. He's played in thirty one of thirty two games in his career, and he holds the NFL record for most receptions ever in their first two years with one hundred ninety six. Mm. He had 1,245 yards last year and has almost 2,400 yards for his brilliant young career. Uh, for you fantasy guys out there, only Antonio Brown has had more fantasy points for a wide receiver over the past two seasons. Uh, Drew Brees, like Brian had mentioned, has veteran Ted Ginn, and uh, the Saints had a nice pickup from Chicago and Cameron Meredith. But almost 900 yards last year, but Thomas is the man for Brees in the Bayou. Over 1,200 and a half yards might be too easy for Michael Thomas this season. Give us uh, your long shot, which is not too easy by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is a waste of money, but go ahead. You have a, you have a well, hard okay, knocks yeah, hangover. Yeah, I'm going to make a case. I'm going to make a case uh, for uh, Jarvis Landry at 150 to one to have the most receiving yards. Look, he's uh, like I said, he, like, uh, like Thomas is very durable. He has not missed a game in his four-year career. He's averaged 100 catches and over 1,000 yards every year. He's also never had a complimentary receiver while he was with the Dolphins. He's been double-teamed his whole career, and no no one has had over 60 catches to help him out. And his team, and this team right now with, with Cleveland, he's got Josh Gordon that can do that as long as he stays healthy. Um, also, he has eight-year vet Tyra Taylor throwing him the ball. And again, I may have uh, been suckered into hard knocks, or we said before, Tate, hard yeah. knocks. Uh, <laughs> look, he, he's straight up a, a stud, uh, you know, and I, it made uh. me like him. I mean, he's looking for, uh, he's looking to be the leader for the Browns. So at 150 to 1, boy, there's value in that. I, I know it's crazy, but uh, 150 to 1, take a shot. Harry's got a crush. He's got an obvious crush. Uh, uh, Tate, <laughs> after, I, I, I get the sense that Tarod, and it's Tarod, Harry, not Tyrod Taylor. It's Tarod Taylor and Baker Mayfield, if he should be so lucky to start. I think they get sick of Landry. I don't know. I don't think these pep talks. What do you think? Do you think they, they bode well for this organization? Harry, I think you've been hard knocked again. Yeah. I think you've been tricked by the yeah. cameras. <laughs> I, I hate to see it. I hate to see it. But I, I do like I do like Landry. I think he. They're treating him as if he's like been a veteran for like 12, 13 years, yeah. having him take everyone under his wing. I, I don't blame him for the fact that he won't lead the lead, you know, in receiving yards. I, I think he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's having to like coach half the receivers on the team, so uh, you know that's right. not a good situation to be in. I but. wouldn't blame him either. I'd blame Harry for betting. Yes, it. there's no way he can win it now. Uh, Parlay kid, you're with me on Hopkins, right? Oh, so I got Hopkins at ten to one for most receiving TDs, and so I know you like this because. You've been taking Hopkins like first in all your drafts. I mean, you've yeah, taken him before Gurley and yep. you know Antonio Brown. You're, you're loving Hopkins, um, and so 13 TDs in 15 games last year. Right, yeah. eight of those games were played with QBs that go by the names of Savage and Yates. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With, with the healthy Deshaun Watson, what is he going to get? Less than 13 touchdowns this year? No. Uh, he might be looking at about 15 to 16 touchdowns. Which will make him the winner at ten to one. And look, Will Fuller on the other side is getting better. He's an improving player, but I don't think it really matters for Hopkins because I know 
sometimes you need that complimentary guy receiver, kind of like the way. But they're gonna. This guy gets the ball no matter. He gets doubled. He gets the ball. He finds a way to get open. He, he's a deep threat. He, he'll catch the ball coming across the middle. He does a little bit of everything from that receiver spot. I love this bet here, Sal, right. at ten to one. I think as long as he's healthy and like listen, anytime you're taking it over, the guy has to stay healthy. He stays healthy. I think he's winning this uh, receiving uh, touchdown race. I'm with you. That could be an explosive, uh, explosive prop right there. Now, uh, brother Bry, you have an under here. And then I want you to give the stat on unders in general um, with these prop bets yeah. because there are like 400 of them uh, out there. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the thing, right? So we talked about this months ago. We talked about these player props even in basketball and stuff like that. But last year we we kept saying, especially in football with the injuries, we should look at the unders. We should look at the unders. It seems like the unders are hitting like crazy. So, I mean, I looked at like, I don't know, I felt like thousands of player props this year, and it seems like I liked – almost all of the unders, right? So then I was like, you know what, let me go back to last year, and um, I looked at 400 player props that, that one of the sites had. And out of those 400, these are the player props that have over-unders, okay? So out of those player props, 70% of them went under. That's crazy. 70% of the 400 went under. So, I mean, it's a case of injuries or just people just, you know, the – they just set these lines so high, just figuring people love to bet the overs. Yeah. Everybody loves. I mean, it's not it's not fun to bet the under, but yeah. I will tell you in the NFL when you bet an over, nothing scarier because your guy could you could bet an over twelve hundred yards and your guy's a thousand yards going into week ten and then he just he breaks his leg or whatever. So I I think it's so scary to play that over. You're much better off playing the under, and that leads me to uh, yeah my last pick. Is I have JJ Watt under 12 and a half sacks at minus 130. So last year, this I'd was one of my best in. bets when we did the when we did the AFC South. Mm-hmm. I had Watt under 16 and a half sacks, and he finished with zero sacks in five games before getting hurt. And then this year, he actually started out at 14 and a half, but it jumped to 12 and a half just recently within the last week or two. But I think that's still way, way, way too many for a guy who's only played eight games in the last two years. And in those eight games, he only had one and a half sacks. I mean, he's coming off a broken broken tibia, two back surgeries. I mean, granted, he still could be very productive, but 12 and a half sacks is a lot to ask for. It's a lot for him to stay healthy. I don't know if they're going to want him on the field every down this year uh, just to try and preserve him a little bit. But under 12 and a half sacks to me, is, is that, I feel like that's my best one. Tate, you almost jumped out of your seat there. Yeah, I think that's a lock. I, I mean, I can't believe that line. I mean, I guess that's just courteous to give him that line uh, in Vegas, but I don't see any way in which he, he does that. That's a lot to ask. 14 and a half, too, a week or two ago. It's crazy. I, I'm looking at, you know, okay, so you would have, if you bet the unders on, if you bet the overs on Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Carson Palmer, Ryan Tannehill, Odell Beckham Jr., Julian Edelman, David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Greg Olson, Tyler Eifert, uh, those are the offensive players. And then J.J. Watt, uh, Whitney Marcellus, Dante Hightower, Eric Berry. Joe, all these guys had, all these guys had props out. Um, Carson Wentz, I guess, went over. Right, he got hurt late. But I don't know. Even just for the quarterbacks, if you bet all thirty-two starting quarterbacks, and you're probably going to go fifty-fifty anyway if you go over/under. There's like six injuries. You're way ahead of the game, right? Am I looking at yep, this the wrong yep, way? Yep. I don't know. No, it's definitely right. And one of the, I have one of the stats I forgot to say is too is Pats and Tampa 
all of their player props went under last year, and the, the Giants unders were thirteen and one too. So between those three teams, wow. they have one over, which is I mean it's nuts. So, but you're a hundred percent right. I mean it's just you're looking at more of fifty fifty or maybe a little bit better than fifty fifty, and then when you throw in a couple injuries, because also when I'm looking at this prop, like a quarterback has right yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Mm-hmm. So if somebody gets hurt, that's all three are gone right away. Right. So I love um, it. I don't know. Maybe we should just bet every every player prop under. Let's bet the under. It's not fun. I know. I understand. It's not fun. But these overs, like you said, are juiced anyway because everyone's betting the over. But you know, the injuries are such a big factor. Such a big factor. And it's not uh, great to root for injuries. Although uh, Shea Otani. Tommy John surgery today, right? They announced it. I, I was, I was, I'm telling you, we had under what nine and a half wins for him, and then he took a long ten hiatus, and a half, ten, and a half, ten and a half, and, yeah. I, and then he came back in September. I was like, this mf'er <laughs> is somehow going to get two wins a week for the rest of the season, and we're going to be screwed here. But no, uh, Otani, and I guess they kind of lose him for next year too, right? I don't know. That's a bad yeah. one. Yeah, that's a bad definitely. one. All right, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week we ask, which athlete from another sport would make the best NFL player? Is it Usain Bolt, 3-2 odds, LeBron James, 3-1 odds, Ronaldo, soccer great, 5-1 odds, or the field, 6-1 odds, Harry? Which one are you taking? Oh, I'm taking a three to one. I'm taking LeBron. Uh, he played wide receiver in high school. He was all state as a sophomore, and his junior year, he had 57. Listen to these stats: 57 catches, almost 1,200 yards, and 16 touchdowns. And now at six eight and like 255 pounds, he'd be an unbelievable tight end. You could throw it up to him. He'd be a hell of a blocker. You know, he'd have to probably play in L.A. He had no problem black blocking for. Uh, Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley. Um, LeBron's an easy pick here. All right. Parlay Kid, you agree it's LeBron? Well, Sal, look, it's very easy to sit there and say LeBron, uh, fantastic athlete. But, Sal, I got another basketball player that I'm going to go with you. I'm going to be taking the field. His name is not LeBron James. And here's the weird thing is I don't even love him as a basketball player, but, man, I can't even imagine this guy on a football field. I'm talking Russell Westbrook here, Sal. Huh. This is a guy that when he was younger, he played football. He played running back. He played linebacker. He said, I like linebacker because I like to hit people. He's super fast. He's super athletic. And he's tough. And so what position, what skill position could he not play? And what defensive position? D-back, safety, wide receiver, running back, maybe even quarterback because he's got great court vision too. Russell Westbrook would be a freak NFL player. And I think you're going to hear this again. Well, I, I don't know if he'd play quarterback. I mean, he can't, he'd have to give up the ball. That's a, that's a big problem for yeah. Russell. And let, ran the wishbone offense or something. No, he's kept it. All right, Brother Bry, who are you taking? Yeah, so, like, I'm passing on Usain Bolt. Like, I don't think he's agile enough or coordinated enough. Like, we, we already went through this, right, with James Jett, with the Raiders. and I mean, he was okay. It's just, like, a bigger version of him. Mm-hmm. Uh is Ronaldo, is he, is he uh, just the kicker for the team, or is, is he the best kicker, or is he like a running back in this scenario? Well, I think the question's best NFL player, so if you don't think he's oh, okay. even so ranked. Definitely not Ronaldo. Right. But, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with Darren here. Like I said, like you could – Russell Westbrook, 6-1 to one here. 
you could say you could tell me Russell Westbrook runs like a three nine forty, and I'd believe it. It just seems like he's. I mean, you know how athletic these guys are in the NBA, and he just seems so much more athletic than everybody. And just his attitude is like perfect for football. And like Darren said, I mean, there's. I don't know what position he couldn't play. I mean, he could definitely be a QB, a wide receiver, a safety. Those would probably be his three best. And I think that I, I, now I'm, like, talking myself into, like, I wish I got to see him play football. It would be pretty amazing. Yeah, it would be good. All right, I'm going off the board, too, here. I'm going to say field, and I'm going with a guy. He's playing double-A baseball right now, a guy named Tim, Tim Tebow. Now, I don't know. I've seen highlights of him on SportsCenter. <laughs> he could hit a ball. He seems to jack the ball pretty well. He's fast. Makes great plays in the outfield. He's, he's like a big guy. Like, I don't know. I don't know what his arm would be like. He's got a cannon for baseball, but who knows? Like, he could, like, just throw the d- ball in the dirt as a quarterback. Is he, is he left-handed? Is he even left-handed or right-handed, Tate? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. At this yeah, point. I don't, we haven't I, seen him in so long. Give that guy a shot. Give a guy a shot at football. I think uh, good things would happen. Tate, do you go off the board, or do you like the uh, options presented? Yeah, I'm off the board. I'm going Aaron Judge. Uh, oh. Judge was a football wide receiver. Uh, he obviously has a cannon for yep. an arm. Obviously a big kid. Put him at quarterback if you wanted to be the next Cam Newton. Uh, he got like letters from Notre Dame, Stanford, UCLA for football. Said he didn't want to play football, so... Aaron Judge, that's the guy. I don't know. He's that's never definitely in New York. Not tough enough. He's not not even coming back <laughs> from this uh, this this tiny bone injury. What is what is Great even leader. going on? Leader of men. No, he'd be good. He'd be good, obviously. <laughs> All right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live, like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Right, let me read one. Uh, dip into the mailbag. You can reach us. Email us at cousin Sal at againstalladds at gmail.com. That's Cousin Sal, odds at gmail.com. Here is a letter. It says, Dear Sal and the Degenerate Trifecta, just wanted to reach out and say thanks for coming together to create such a great podcast. The incredible analysis by the Trifecta during the Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino segments is wildly clever and cracks me up every time. As a big European football fan, here we go. This summer, I really enjoyed listening to you guys parachute on the action and stumble through all your World Cup bets. That's a perfect word, I think, for that. Whether it was butchering whether it was butchering player names, complaining about the puzzling nature of extra time, or Harry boldly proclaiming the fitness of Uruguayan strikers, your true collective degeneracy really shined. Anyhow, like you all, I'm counting down the days until the real football season, American, starts back up. Keep up the great work, fellas. Shout out to Master Tate and the Duffel Bag Boys. Happy handicapping, Jason, in Richmond, California. All right, Jason, we don't need to count down anymore because it's Thursday by the time you're listening to this at the earliest, and football is here. Thank you for the shout out. Now, let's talk. See that, Harry? He likes uh, he likes all your stuff about Uruguay and everything. Uruguay. Uruguay. <laughs> Sorry. Where is that? Uruguay. Uh, I don't think you know yet, right? No, we, we still don't know. Still don't know where it is on a map either. Uh, yeah, so Tate, uh, track down a duffel bag, boys, and yeah. say hi to them. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we'll do our best. <laughs> uh, all right, best bets. This is our Sharp Tank segment. I'm going to listen to you guys uh, make bets, and I'm going to pick one, and I'm going to ride with that. And we're going to see if we have a winning record at the end of the year. Um, someone's keeping track of our records anywhere, uh, anyway on Twitter, and – we haven't done very well, I don't think. Well, I, I know I haven't. But I'm, I'm stepping aside for this segment because uh, I have a new sports gambling show on Fox Sports 1 where I pick like 17 games a week. So 
I'm going to leave this to you guys. I'm going to pick one. Hopefully you'll guide me on the uh, small screen. And here we go. Harry, what's your best bet? Well, this week uh, I am going to go in, in the NFL with a two-team money line parlay that, play, that pays plus 125. I'm taking the Lions at minus 280 money line against the Jets, and I'm taking Tate's Panthers money line minus 150 versus the Cowboys. Now, basically, I'm taking the Lions just because it's. I'm taking. I'm rolling with Stafford, and I'm going against Darnold. Last time they played, Stafford won in New York by seven. Uh, so I'm going with, like I said, Lions at minus 280. I'm just basically going Stafford over Darnold. That's that. It's that simple. Now with the Panthers game at minus 150, taking them over Dallas. Um, the last time uh, they played. Uh, was in 2015. You remember that, Sal, right? It was Thanksgiving. Uh, Ken and I were at your house. We had a great time, great dinner, awesome time. That was uh, that was when uh, Tony uh, Romo went for three picks, no touchdowns, and the Panthers won by 19. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to go. With That's that. going to happen again. That's going to happen again now with Tony Romo, right? That's why you're taking him. Oh no, no, you know, on a big stage, three picks, no touchdowns uh-huh. at home, and, <laughs> and, and since 2012. 2012, Dallas is 1-6 straight up on the road versus NFC South teams. That continues on Sunday. So it pays plus 125. Lions money line on Monday night, Panthers in the afternoon game, uh, minus 150 against Dallas. All right. Speaking of big stage, if I remember correctly, that Thanksgiving, you ate, you ate over 9,500 calories. So, yeah, I mean, talk about performing <laughs> on a big stage. Nice job. Uh, Brother Bry, I'll consider that. Let, right. let, me, we, let me hear you. Yeah, can we agree that the the whoever you choose is the best bet? Like we know you bet, you actually bet that, and we bet that ourselves. But we all, all four of us should have to bet whoever you choose. Oh, interesting. I think it'd be fun to have to root. That's for not it. bad. I don't want to do that. Okay, Harry, you can bet like twenty three dollars. Sal's never <laughs> picking my game, so what's up? I've picked your games. <laughs> well, I mean, you're spiteful. You pick against my Cowboys every week. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to keep this simple in week one and go with the Vikings minus 6.5 against the 49ers. Look, Minnesota's 3-0 and against the spread in their last three home openers. They were 11-4-1 against the spread last year, 6-1-1 at home. Under Mike Zimmer, they're 43-20-1 against the spread. And, look, I know Jimmy, G, Jimmy G's been great himself against the spread, but expect many to come out and prove a point. And they, they want to show they're the best team in the NFC. So I'm expecting, like, a... 31 to 17 game, and they cover the six and a half. Yeah, you know, and then one thing I think uh, Tate Lombardi pointed it out, I think he tweeted it that only two games in week one last year were decided by fewer than six points. Well, maybe it was one. One was six, and then one was three, and the three was Pittsburgh over Cleveland at Cleveland. So don't be afraid to maybe lay the points this week if you want to use uh, last year as a trend. But yeah, I like the Vikings. I think they're better. I think Jimmy G throws a couple picks. I think there there is some pressure on Cousins here, but they're gonna they're gonna get it done and they're gonna have double digit wins. Vikings minus six and a half. Okay, parlay kit. So you're right. It is very obvious that Harry's got a bias, obviously against the Cowboys, and now all of a sudden the Jets for yeah, some reason. Right. He hates Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, and I maybe he hates Sam Darnold only because Tony Romo anointed him or said he's going to be the next great NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. So the bias continues with Harry. <laughs> Just anti-Cowboys and anti-Romo. Uh, we'll see how that one works out. But, Sal, I think you and I are on the same page a lot this week. 
My best bet this week is the Bengals' money line over the Colts, mm-hmm. plus 140. Okay, they're on the road. And so, you know I like to play the parlays. I'm not a week one parlay guy. I like to see kind of how the first week plays out. Then I'll go back to the parlays next week. So you like Cincinnati to make the playoffs this year, I think. Yes, I do. Winning this game is obviously a huge step in the right direction for that to happen. So the Bengals are 12-4-2 against the spread in their past 18 September road games as underdogs. That's a lot of words there Mm -hmm. under Marvin Lewis. I'm taking them on the money line. I think they're going to win this game. I think Luck has some game rust. I'm not even fully convinced that he's 100% healthy. I think the Bengals are going to apply a lot of pressure because that's what they do. They do put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So I like the Bengals this week on the money line, plus right. 140. You know what? I'm going to suspend the drama here, and I'm going to I'm going to ride the parlay kids pick this week because it's in line with everything I've been saying. I do like the Vikings. Uh, Harry, I think Darnold will have trouble on the road Monday night, but whatever. I'd rather stay away from the Panthers-Cowboys this week. Uh, Bengals plus 140. That's the way to go. They have to have a, a good start. They have to, for me to win my Bengals make the playoffs bet, they have to have a good start. But also, weren't they shut out twice last year? The first two games? I, I think it was that first two home games yeah. they were shut out. Like, uh, Marvin Lewis has got to see the writing on the wall. Needs to start off big. Their defense could be extraordinary this year. Geno Atkins, they got yeah. everyone signed, everyone's healthy. That, that Colts secondary is miserable. Um, and you got Ross, you have Boyd, you have A.J. Green all playing together for the yep. first time. They're all healthy. They could put up a lot of points. They could be a scary team. They could be the team we, we, we're looking for in the AFC to mix things up a little. I'm with you, Parlay Kid. Let's, let's ride you. Bengals okay. plus 140 over the Colts. All right. Where, we, where can we find you, right. Parlay Kid, and other, other uh, uh, great picks like talk, And it's great now that we're all betting the Bengals on Sunday. Fantastic. That's yeah. Gonna, you like that, a, Harry? It's going to be a joy. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in Vegas. I'll roll with it. <laughs> Harry, Harry. What's in, Ve- what's in Vegas, Harry? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, uh, what's in Vegas? <laughs> what's in Vegas? Um, <laughs> Death Leopard and Journey concert on Saturday. A little college football. Uh, then uh, <laughs> pool... Cabana on Sunday, and then football action. Parlays galore. Send me videos, Harry. Oh, please, yeah, Harry. Please we're going to have to videos. see some videos. Harry didn't even get the joke. Or not even a joke, but Brother Brian. Do you know what What's in Vegas is referring to? He forgot he said that. Yeah, like, I invited you probably ago. a year ago. I invited you to Vegas, and you're like, what's in Vegas? And I think oh. uh, as a result, you were banned from uh, voting. <laughs> Voting on the next uh, Degenerate Hall of Fame member, which we haven't gotten to. It was about probably. five, six months ago. Was right? it? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so now we know. And they asked what's in Vegas, and we got, we unfortunately got the answer. Who's it, Bon Jovi and who? No, Def Leppard oh, and, uh, and Journey. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say I actually like that shit. That <laughs> All right. terrible. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I know. Uh, and, Harry, where, where can they find you other than uh, Def Leppard concert? On Twitter? Uh, at AAO Harry. And uh, I also have an idea for maybe, uh, I don't know if it, maybe it's too early, uh, too late this week, uh, but next week, maybe we all throw in like 100, 200, 250. <laughs> we pick the Thursday games in the NFL only. We pick one, even the over under, the spread, the four of us. And best record takes the money at the end of the season, only Thursday game. Hmm. 
I like that. I, I want to uh, make it more fun. What did we do for the playoffs? We did like first touchdown, and you got the odds, and whoever had the best odds at the end. I, I like something where yeah, there's 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 a limit. Like you maybe get the points for the team you want. All right, let's think this through, Harry. I don't know. It's, it's just okay. It's not, we'll start it next week. It's not exciting enough, I think, for uh, just picking a Thursday winner. Brainstorm at that Journey concert, Harry. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> what, whatever's going on in Vegas, maybe you can set aside some time and. Uh, Think about this. All right, Brother Bry, uh, Journey, what are you seeing? Brian Adams in concert? I, who are you seeing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no concerts for me. Just all football from here on out. I'm at the Brother Bry. Uh, this year, I promise. What I'll do is I'll, like, maybe on Fridays, maybe Friday afternoon or something, I'll give out, like, my best uh, three or four college picks for, for Saturday. All right. I think that'll be fun. Somebody can track that, too, I guess. Sounds good. And Tate, you're all over the place. Right. Yeah, at Tate Frazier, uh, One Shining Podcast, recorded with Mark Titus today. Went to New York last weekend, a lot of fun. And then uh, Michael Lombardi and myself, Tuesdays and Fridays, all season, GM Street. Uh, we appreciate everyone that listens to that. So it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. I'm excited to stay on for this whole season. We're excited to have you. But let me let me say this. You go to New York, You the thought doesn't even pass your mind to uh, look up the Parlay Kid or Brother Bry, right? I uh, Well, my, actually, my family was just up there, and they, they love this podcast. I wanted to meet all those guys. Really? But, uh, were you in the city? or where, where Yeah, were you? I, w- I was in the city. I, I was uh, I was being a young go-hard. Uh, I, I apologize, fellas. I, I, I should have reached out. Yeah. I should have I been humble in my roots. I what, apologize. What's in New York? A lot of fun. I'm kidding. A I lot know. of fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got some stuff going on, too. Lock it in. Lock it in. The new show on Fox Sports 1 debuts Monday, 4.30 to 5.30 Eastern. It's me. It's Rachel Bonetta. It's Todd Furman. And it's Clay Travis. And we talk gambling for an hour. And we yell at each other. And people get mad. And it's great. And it's freaking live. So I don't know how long it's going to be on Uh-oh. the air. Because one of us is going to screw up. And uh, that'll be that. I'll uh, have my job back writing at Jimmy Kimmel. By the way, Jimmy Kimmel Live, 11.35 tonight, every weeknight on ABC. Shoot us an email, odds at gmail.com. And that's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-